Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my blonde Dallas friend. I don't know if you actually live in Dallas, Mitzi. And she's called Mitzi. Is that a family name, Mitzi? Was that a family name? Uh, it was a friend of my mother's. A friend of my mother's, yes. Oh, so sweet. I met Mitzi at She Speaks, I believe. Uh, though we may have seen each other online before then. And she, we just stayed. Uh, we kept up our friendship online. She's a writer. She's um, an educator, a school administrator, um, wife, mother, grand, grandmother, and um, just came out with a second book. So, Mitzi, if you just tell us a little bit more details about your family, where you're from, and then your ministry, and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm Mitzi Neely. Uh, I actually live in East Texas, uh, Longview, Texas, and it's oh. a couple of hours west of the um, met, uh, east of the Metroplex. And so um, it's just a, just a quick drive to get there, but uh, I've been married for uh, uh, 39 years, wow. and uh, I'm a stepmother of two uh, grown sons, and then I my husband and I have a daughter, and then all total, we have um, six uh, grandchildren, uh, but my daughter and her husband have a little four-year-old granddaughter that we get to see a lot, okay. and uh, so I've also uh, served in the school system, the Texas public school system, uh, for 39 years also, and I'll actually start my 40th year July the 1st. Oh, my. So, um, I I'm, an, I'm the assistant superintendent uh, at a, an East Texas school district, and uh, I actually, three years ago, went back to the classroom hmm. to help at our middle school campus, and so I teach a period every day, and this coming fall, I'll teach two periods wow. a day, of what? in addition to all of my other office work. Uh, journalism, actually, writing, oh, and for, wow. high school, for high school credit, yeah, for high school wow. credit, as eighth graders, wow. they'll, take, they'll take a so, yes, yeah, so I have a good time there. Um, my ministry uh, I created in 2015. It was really just God prompting me to do that. It's peacefully imperfect ministries. And um, it's it's about joy. It's about uh, just uh, refreshing ourselves and being renewed and uh, restored and uh, bringing joy to everyday life. And so um, I've actually uh, just written my, actually, it's my third book. Uh, the first book was A Thankful Heart, 30 Days to the Grateful Life. A second book was Dwell in the Psalms with my friend, uh, Jana uh, Kennedy Spicer. And oh. Jana did the artwork, et cetera. And then this book just came out uh, probably two weeks ago. And it is a joy for everyday living, despite wow. our circumstances of not always living joyful. Mm -hmm. wow. So, or not, you know, so not always living joyful. Well, I yes, want to go back. I want to go back to the fact of you are an administrator, but you're in the classroom. I just think that's so important. I was a high school teacher for 10 years. And uh, to have a principal who understood what it was like in the classroom made all the difference. And um, I think they are privileged to have you. And it's not a demotion. It's what you were meant to do was to pour your talents and life into these eighth graders. I taught ninth graders and they will suck the life out of you because they need us so badly. And I thoroughly enjoyed 
most of it except for grading papers. So terrific that you're doing that. And then, so uh, repeat the names of the books right one more time, and then I will put them in the show notes. Okay. The first book is A, a Thankful Heart, 30 Days to the Grateful Life. And then the second book was Dwell in the Psalms. And then the third book that just came out is Joy for Everyday Life. Mm-hmm. They all can be found on my book page and they all are on Amazon. So uh, either way, but uh, yeah, so it's been out about two weeks. So I'm very excited. And uh, all cup- the book money, by the way, that's what I tell you, everything goes to the Girls Allowed Scholarship Fund, oh. uh, which uh, helps support uh, high school graduates, young women uh, in their pursuit of a college education. So wow. uh, for years we've given 11 scholarships uh, that range uh, from 500 to $1,000 a piece. So um, it's not a lot, but it, it helps. So we're, we're happy to do that. Well, as a parent of three girls who go to college, it helps. <laughs> and what, how, gen, how generous of you to do that. I have so many questions for you, but what um, made you think of that title for your website, Peacefully Imperfect? Um, I was really looking for a, uh, I, I thought a phrase or a description that could say, I guess it was because uh, God is just um, it really uh, in. I guess spoken to me about how how content we need to be a more calm uh, um, life, and yet I'm not perfect, nor nor will I be until I'm I'm heaven bound with Him, and um, it was just to be okay with that, but to aspire, continue to aspire to be like Him. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're filled with imperfections here in this earthly life. And, and it's okay. He, he already knows that. <clears throat> so it was just to, uh, to say to women everywhere, you know what, we, we can do this. We, we're, he's not looking for us to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect one. And mm-hmm. we, we can depend on him. So it was just mm-hmm. to live that calm life and to be content and mm-hmm. yet uh, to know and to recognize and it's okay. Those imperfections are just what they are. It's okay. We just, we just work through those. Do you feel like uh, sometimes you feel more like, oh, I'm really trusting God for this, and um, so I'm totally content, and does that fight sometimes with the feeling of, I will never be good enough, or I'm never content enough, or how come I can't be more thankful? I mean, do you struggle that way? I think we all struggle that way. I mean, I I have to really catch myself because... uh, you know, somebody asked me one day, how can you just always be so joyful and gracious and grateful? And don't you ever have anything bad happen? Or say, yes, yes, we <laughs> absolutely. Yes, we all do. But um, I, that's the first thing I do when I pray is I always thank him first mm-hmm. before I ask for anything, before I put any kind of, of petition or, or prayer request before him. I try to always thank him uh, for another day, for where I am, and for the opportunities that he gives me. I'm going to be real honest, Sue, even when I don't understand the outcome of something sometimes, and I question, Lord, I don't understand. I'm, I'm grieving. I'm hurt. I'm emotional. I'm a mess, but I, I don't have, your word tells me I don't have to understand. I have to trust that he saw the big picture. He sees it bigger than anything I could ever imagine, and I have to trust that. 
-hmm. So yes, it's hard. Sometimes I want to go, Lord, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know, you know, I don't get it. When but, did you, um, when did you start yeah. that? Do you recall when you actually started that habit? I think it's a habit that we have to learn. I don't have it. I don't start every prayer time with Lord. I thank you. And I think that's a, such a valuable habit. Actually, he told me this morning in my prayer time, because I was reading Jesus Calling and about praising God, I thought, you know, I don't praise him enough. And I was convicted. So here, this is double whammy for today. I think God's speaking to me through you as well. Do you recall a particular time when you actually said, Lord, I'm going to start all my prayer times with this way? Probably, it's probably been about um, maybe 15 or 20 years ago where I had to just say, I, I've been in a place where I felt like I, I always call it the miry clay. The what? Uh, it, it's the, the pit, whatever, the miry muck and clay. That's what I call it. Mm -hmm. And I've been there where I didn't, I don't really know what kind of put me there, but I had to find my way out of that. And I just, I just decided, you know what, Lord, you're there every step of the way for me. You know, every situation, you know, every disappointment, every cry, every hurt, every, everything, but still you get me through it and you're there with me. And I've been so blessed and I owe you that that's that I've got to praise you more. So that's really how it all started hmm. is I just really went through about 1999. I went through a really, uh, not a very long period, but kind of a dark period. Um, and you know, everybody used to love and say, Oh, it's not depression. And I don't even know if we can call it that, but I had to really, with the support of a friend, she really got me through it to say, you know what, you got to turn this over to God and you got to let go of whatever whatever the burden is, whatever it is that's dragging you down. Mm -hmm. And I had to work through that. And when I came out on the other side, it was, Lord, I, I'm going to, I'm going to thank you. And I'm going to praise you, uh, whatever the, whatever the circumstances, do you, I, that's what we're called to do. Do you ever uh, have the idea that, man, that could happen to me again? Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's why I'm so cognizant of it. While I'm oh. so thoughtful about it is I don't ever, want to go there again hmm. those few months I continued to work continued to be a mom and a wife and to, to take care of all my responsibilities and they didn't even know that I was hurting and suffering and whatever inside I, I kept that so uh, bottled up mm -hmm. and uh, because I didn't want anybody to know that and it, I knew when I when finally, when it spilled out to my, a very dear friend and she's like, you know, we're going to get a handle on this. And I, I've just never looked back, but wow. yes, could it happen again? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could. Well, uh, and women need to know that, that they will survive things like that and that they're not a, a bad Christian for having nope. dark thoughts. You know, I think mental nope. depression is still has a, a stereotype about it that uh, people say, well, you're a Christian. You should be praising the Lord all the time. Yeah, and so people that mean that we don't walk through the valleys. And mm -hmm. you know, it was probably um, probably what brought some of that on was uh, overwhelm and an overload, maybe at my school job at that point, and all the things I was handling. I, I, I let it get out of control, mm -hmm. and then my uh, brother died unexpectedly, oh. and so I had a I had a death 
uh, right on top of that. Mm-hmm. And, and it took me a few months, but I continued to do my job. I continued to work. I continued to be the mama and the wife and mm-hmm. take care of responsibilities. But I was also working through this too with, mm-hmm. with God's word, with the scripture. Well, you didn't have any space in your life to be able to go through that grief because of all the other responsibilities. And isn't that just like a woman to say, well, I can do this, just add it on, (laughs) add the pile on my back. And so so what's your view of, there's a lot of talk about self-care. What's your view of self-care and how does it, uh, how do you relate to that when you hear that? (laughs) I probably don't do as good a job as I need to, but I do try to uh, exercise. I work out. uh, I try to eat pretty healthy. Um, I try to, I know uh, I've allowed myself the, uh, whether somebody might think it's a luxury, but I've allowed myself for my body and my mind to to get to the point that they say, you got to have a break. Mm -hmm. And I take some of that time. So uh, I try to, um, take some time off and uh, do some fun things that I want to do or my husband and I want to do. And I see my grandbabies and, you know, take care of those things. But I I try to know when I've had enough that I recognize that when I, I need the break. So, but I do work out. I try to get enough sleep. I try to eat healthy and um, just, just to know that I have to have a break when I've had enough. Don't, don't tell Mitzi that some of us, um, we feel we can do everything and to the point to a breaking point. And that's really a misuse of who we are in Christ because God says we're supposed to depend on him. And yet so many people depend on us. So what would you say your legacy is that you want to pass down to those you know and love? Um, now I, had to really, I was really thinking about this and I thought, you know, first of all, to, I think that I'm a woman of faith and that, uh, I'm a daughter of the King that that's first and foremost. And even in our lives, it's, you know, it's God first, our family second, our jobs third, et cetera. And that is the way it is at my, my school district. That's from the top down. That's the way it is. But my faith in God, uh, I I've worked an entire lifetime to build my character and my integrity. And, um, I've built, I, I aspire to be like Christ. I, I, I won't, ever get there in this earthly life, but I have something to aspire for or toward. I um, find it very much a a blessing and a privilege uh, to uh, be kind and compassionate and gracious and to build up and encourage uh, confidence in uh, people. And I think that's why I still love the classroom is because I get that opportunity to do that. But in any of my bio, my bio pieces, you'll, you'll read the words where I can reach One of the things I love is that I can reach across the generations, across the boundaries of the generations, young to old, and I can relate and love and respect you. And that's, that's probably a gift from all those years of teaching, but also as I've aged, and then the friends in the different age categories, I don't have a hard time relating to lots of different um, ages of people. Uh, I think probably for our daughter, and I hope for our, my, my, my stepsons as well, but I hope for our, our daughter and our, our grandchildren that I have, um, that they see that my husband and I were very committed to one another. We are best friends, uh, that we have been married a very long time and that we love each other 
and that we love our children and our grandchildren and that we love others, just others, period. So, um, and praying for our children that they see that Mm -hmm. and that they, you know, when I leave this earth at whatever time or year that God picks that is that people, my daughter said, my mom, my mom was a godly woman and a godly mother and she loved Christ just as he loves us. And so I, I want that for them. And I want them to know him uh, like um, I know him. Mm -hmm. And so it's just all those pieces together to be thoughtful, you know, what he gives us and provides us to be very thoughtful about that, to utilize that the way he wants us to, and to be content. And, Mm -hmm. and I've said it in my, my newest book, it's our joy filled life is because of our relationship with him didn't say that everything's going to be perfect and rosy and, you know, whatever. There are going to be some tough times and there have been some tough times and some challenges and some tragedy, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I belong to him. At the end of the day, I still belong to him and he's going to get me through whatever any of those things were and are. I love that. It reminds me of what I read this morning in Ephesians, and I think it was the New Living. Ephesians 1, before the world began, I loved you, and that is our identity. And um, there's so much talk about identity in today's world, but at the end of the day, we belong to God, and our identity helps us know how to act towards other people, even when we mess up, like we go and ask forgiveness. I liked what you said earlier about you hope that your daughter will say this perhaps at your funeral or after you're gone. Uh, I think it takes a certain amount of courage. I'm not sure I have that courage yet to ask my kids if I would go to each one of them. If, um, could you write right now one sentence about how you would remember me? Well, after a big fight or disagreement, I'm not sure I'd want to ask that question. But um, we do have a tendency to remember the good parts version. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Princess Bride. It was a book before it was a movie. And he had two endings to the book, and one was the good, good parts version. And so we use that expression, oh, well, we just remember the good parts version. Like the, our creative memories are like, oh, mom never did that. Oh, yes, she did. So, um, of course, we can't really control what our kids will think about us, but they have their own thoughts, but we can build into those stories right now. Like we need to be building into the end of our story by what we do today. So what are you doing today to currently passing on? I know you're sweet and you're gracious and you're depending on God's word and the fact that you belong to him, but are there practical things that you're doing to help ensure that kind of an end story? I try to be very encouraging, particularly even with everyone, but my daughter particularly, just to be encouraging to her, to, uh, we talk about the scriptures, we um, uh, talk about that um, uh, habit of uh, daily uh, quiet time and meditation. I try, I, I'm not always, but I try to be pretty calm, pretty calm with her. And, and I'm going to tell you if something, if there's a disappointment on her end, 
I feel it a hundred times on my end as the mama. Yep. And I have to remember to be as, to be calm so that I don't get hurt, fired up, and riled up and upset. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it's that, you know, I don't, I, I want Lord just, you know, I want this so much for her and, but I have to depend on him, but it's, it's those little day to day things. My, um, uh, the, blog post I write, the ministry part of things that I do, the uh, invitation for her to come alongside me and and write with me sometimes, wow. which we've got a little small project going right now. Uh, that, by the way, I probably had to um, sort of drag her along initially because she was like, Mama, I don't know if I have time. Like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to do this. So it was, that was, that's been kind of fun for, for me anyway. But mm -hmm. I know that that's why I said I hope, I hope she can say those, I hope she can, through mm -hmm. her grief and her sadness, I hope that she has those words and that's her memories. And, um, but just those daily things, prayer life, uh, being kind and gracious, uh, sharing with her, uh, being able to have some friendship with her mm -hmm. as opposed to just always being the mama yeah. because it's, she is grown and she is a precious yeah. wife and a mama. And it's, tr it's tricky. Um, it's tricky not to say things that we know could help them when they haven't asked us to say them. And I'm still working on that, but um, shoot, something just left my mind. I guess that shows my age. But the fact that she is willing to come alongside of you and do some writing with you, that shows that you're having some success. Oh, I was going to say this about when our children suffer at any age, it's interesting how that explodes in our own emotions <clears throat> and that's where that expression, the mother bear comes from, where we want to go and fight for our kids. And yet they, I have a girlfriend who's a lot more calm than me. She's kind of like a female version of my husband. And I know that's why God put her in my life, but she is able to say, God needs to meet my children just like he's met me and I need to stay out of the way. And I think that's difficult for us verbal people, redhead, redheads and blondes to uh, keep our mouths closed and let God do his work. And then I think it builds my faith. Doesn't it build your faith when you see that God has done something even without our help? <laughs> Funny how that works. Years ago, I had, a, I had a student who told me, and I'm going to use my hands to show you, she would always say, you know, Miss Neely, work with me. And it's kind of what we say to God sometimes, work with me. And he's not only working with us, he's working on behalf of us. He's in it and he's ahead of it, whatever it is. And it's just us, it's us trusting him to say, okay, I'm going to relinquish this as the mama Lord and I'm going to let you take it. And, and uh, so those are some of the things that just, just trying to build that in her and, and to, to one of the things I think God has called me to with, young women period and and with my kids my students it's boys and girls but to help them to be courageous and help them to be confident and uh to help them believe in themselves when often they don't or and they how, don't how do you go about doing that just with words Build, yes building them and action building them up and maybe comments that i leave on their papers because it mm -hmm. is writing mm -hmm. so i have a lot of things and to be able to praise them mm -hmm. lift them up uh i've had some success with our students being in the newspapers and some of their writings have been in the newspaper and they didn't know they could do that mm -hmm. and they were surprised mm -hmm. and um, they've had some good feedback from that uh, just to know that they they matter 
everybody, mm-hmm. they matter. Mm-hmm. And um, so just through, through my, hopefully through my words and actions. Uh, did you have to go through any changes uh, to do this or obstacles that you had to overcome to help bring this legacy about? I think some of it's through, uh, certainly through some of my life experiences. And I'll tell you, I grew up really as the the middle child. I was born the middle child, but my brother was so much older that I ended up probably being raised as the oldest child. And so there was always a perfectionist tendency there that I, I, I needed, particularly in my school career, my elementary, high school, that I, I loved um, positive feedback and I loved to be able to uh, uh, please people, people pleaser, mm-hmm. that I, I loved that and needed that. But, but in doing that, it built confidence in me. Mm-hmm. And so I see how important that is. So it's been a, it's been a, a mixture of um, my personal experience and then um, what, what God has done through me. So it, it's, it's both. Okay. And do you want to leave um, my audience with any last words of wisdom? Uh, probably to know that, and that's where Peacefully Imperfect comes from, is I make no bones about it. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be in this earthly life, but I, I aspire every day to live like Christ, mm. to honor him, uh, I want my uh, my family uh, to know that I am fiercely loyal and protective of my school families that way. I'm fiercely loyal and protective that I have an unwavering um, faith and um, that the light that shines within me is because of Christ. And I've been through some things and I don't share all of that. I'm, I'm pretty private about some of that. I've been through some things that... Um, have caused me to develop some toughness and um, courage and that um, those are things that have helped me be joy filled. Even when you think, Oh, can't do that and be joy filled. That's, that's not an earthly joy, joy filled. That's, that's an eternal, Mm -hmm. uh, a a link to Christ that's joy filled. Um, So it, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Um, I've had those same tendencies, Lord, I'm not worthy of this. I, I, no wonder I didn't get this or I didn't make it or this didn't happen. I, I, I'm, I, I don't have it. I, I just, I, and that's not what he wants mm-hmm. to hear from us. He does not want us to, he, he made us and there's nothing about us that's not his total creation. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I, I call that the less than mantra where I feel less than somebody else. It's a comparison sure. trap. And it's so easy to fall into it. No. I love how you just said that God has brought you through some dark times, which has developed courage. And um, because if nothing bad ever happened to us, we really couldn't speak to someone else, be joyful in all things because it would be almost fake. So even though I'm sorry that you went through hard things and I'm sorry that I go through hard things, it's really where we get our best learning experiences. And on that, Great note. I want to say uh, thanks again, Mitzi Neely, and I'm going to be giving away one of your books uh, later this uh, week, hopefully, uh, when this is broadcast, and just leave a comment uh, either on the podcast notes or on my blog, and uh, we'll pick a lucky winner, and we'll decide later which of the books, and also you're going to be published or are published in O Wondrous Grace magazine, 
um, which is a magazine for the women at midlife, which I'm way past that, but they still like me and um, they love you. So I think that is terrific. So thank you so much, Misty. I mean, Mitzi, I don't know why I called you Misty. Appreciate thank you being thank here. You. Yeah, it's been a blessing. It's been a privilege. Thank privilege. You. Well, you're just always so joyful. And I think it's great that we remain friends all these years. So thanks again. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.